Broadcasting to you live from the Badlands of Texas, you're listening to Midnight Radio. I'm your host, Jerry Adams. We have a lot of good, good stories to go over with you tonight. Our main story is not going to be our first story this time. Normally it is, this time it's not, and I'll tell you why. Our first story is T-Rev got a phone call on his podcast. It was implied, maybe not by him, maybe not by him at first. That it was Brian Nothingburger. We're going to go into all the evidence we have. The question is, do you feel like he was manipulating his audience? Not ruling it, ruling out it being Kohlberger, letting it go on for too long? No, these are the questions we're asking. Are we going to have an answer? That's up to you. Now, that's the last story we're going to go over because we're going to go over it together. And I want your phone calls. So if I put it at the beginning of the show, your thoughts and opinions won't be fresh. I'm looking into this. And, of course, we're going to play the clip where he was on Cuomo. We're going to look at this. This is something that's been burning a hole in our Discord. Oh, maybe a small speck. You guys want to go over I want to go over We have other stories today. They're just as compelling if you ask me. There's a Chinese spy balloon spotted over Montana. We have a history of this and possible government, U.S. government involvement. Really? Yes. We have a story coming from the U.K. about Nicola Bully. There's an update for missing mother of two. We're going to go over that today. We have Summer Wells' father did an interview. We're going to look at that for those of you that are in the Summer Wells case. And, of course, we might have a little bit of something, something from Laura's girl, Banfield. All right, so let me go into this first story here. Again, I'm going to be opening up the phone lines right when we get through our T-Rev videos so we can discuss it together. Now, a lot of you are interested in, in this. A lot of you have information about this. Some of you were there when the phone calls originally made and you felt creepy about it. You've already told me that. And I want your input. All right. Let's go over this first story here. We begin today with the new controversy brewing in China. On Thursday, one of their high-altitude spy balloons was found above Montana. And today, President Biden is weighing his response. News Nation has reaction from one resident of Billings, Montana, and how they felt about the reported spy balloon. My reaction was, uh, I believe it, you know. I believe it. I guess it didn't really surprise me. Does it, does it scare you at all? Yeah, of course. Of course it does. For the latest on this story, let's go to Allison Harris, live in Washington, D.C. Allison, any time a balloon is flying overhead that we know may be from a foreign adversary, that has to be concerning. Absolutely, Nick. Good morning. President Biden asked the military to present him with options on this. A senior administration official says... What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. I've got more about this, but I just had to stop this. It's a damn balloon. Pop the son of a bitch. What do you mean? What kind of options? It's the air in your country. It's the airspace in your country. If I, for example, let's say, and this happened a few years back, I believe it was in 84, there was a man that strapped a bunch of hot air balloons. Uh, I'm sorry, weather balloons. He filled up with helium on his lawn chair. And his idea of getting down is he had a 
a pellet gun and he was going to shoot him down. And it worked. But he entered, he started blowing into the airspace of the, of the airport. And, you know, he had a radio to get in contact with him. They would have shot his ass down. Now you have a random balloon without anybody attached to it and you don't know what to do. You're the president of the United States. Now, oh, this is interesting, and we have more to say after this clip for sure. Top defense officials, including the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and Commander of Northern Command, gave the president a strong recommendation to not shoot down the balloon, even though it hovered over rural Montana, a sparsely okay. populated area. There was concern that it would harm people on the ground. The White House saying that this spy balloon is not getting enough intelligence to pose a real threat to national security. A senior defense official says this is not the first balloon activity that the U.S. has dealt with. But this balloon has been over the U.S. for a couple of days, and it's been in the U.S. hovering higher and longer than other balloons. The Pentagon saying, quote, the balloon is over the continental United States right now. The U.S. government, including NORAD, continues to monitor it closely. The balloon is currently traveling well above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. Instances of this kind of balloon activity have been observed previously over the past several years. Once the balloon was detected, the U.S. acted immediately to put protect against the collection of sensitive information. A senior defense official says the U.S. has been in contact with China, making it clear that they will do whatever they have to do to protect. Hey, over there, I'm calling you. This balloon makes me frown. I might have to shoot it down. I don't know if we have the technology to do that. Balloons kill people. What am I going to do, man? Come on, man. Come on. Why are you sending a balloon over here, man? The United States. Nick? Allison, I'm not sure that I've ever heard of a balloon flying overhead before. So this is news to me. I understand that resident being surprised. The news of this balloon came right after we learned that the U.S. is expanding its presence in the Philippines. Surging force. I feel like a country full of idiots and weenies. How would you feel? What if we sent a balloon? A balloon. It's a freaking balloon over North Korea. Oh, wait, we sent drones over there and they were sophisticated and they were shot down. They're parading them through the streets. I think the mayor of the town, this balloon comes and falls down after shot out in the sky. Use a damn arrow. You don't need to send a missile or anything. I think you should be wearing it as a damn hat. What is the problem here? Do they think it has some kind of poisonous gas in it? This is embarrassing. God, you need a freaking committee and a vote from Congress. Jeez. If your president isn't taking care of your country and can't make a decision over a damn balloon, we're all screwed. This is there as China tensions with Taiwan grow. What is the Biden administration saying about that and in connection with it? He's saying he likes ice cream cones for God's sakes. Come on, man. Does it do about a damn balloon? Yeah, very interesting timing with all of this. On the one hand, more U.S. forces in the Philippines sends a deterrent message to China, but U.S. officials don't. You know, here's a question for you, and I'm not into politics. I'm not. And if you know me, you know that. So nobody come at me saying, you're you're a Trump-loving Republican. You don't know what I am. You couldn't even guess. I'm a Sagittarius, all right? What would Trump have done? Seriously, what would Trump have done? I'm not saying it like I know he would have done anything. I'm asking you seriously, legitimately, what would Trump have done? I don't know. Would it have, would it have came off different? 
would Trump have just shot it down? Or would he have looked even more weird because he couldn't have the authority to shoot a balloon down? I'm a general. I have 20 years of experience, President. I'm telling you, don't shoot the balloon down. People will be destroyed. Don't also want to provoke China with this. The press secretary saying this. Oh, oh, don't provoke China. You shot down our balloon. Now they're going to, we shot down their balloon. Now they're going to kick our ass. Uh, Guys, are you, are you buying any of this bullshit? What the hell? If it would aggravate China. Look, the way that I. Oh, no, we don't want them to, we don't want to aggravate China for having something illegally flown into our, our space and shooting a balloon down. Oh my God. We are screwed, people. I would see this as, as a very important alliance and a partnership with the Philippines, uh, as you ask about uh, China. But I, that's the way that we perceive this and how we're moving forward as an important partnership and, again, an alliance that we have. With no them. offense, Montana, but this shit wouldn't happen in Texas. You'd have had every redneck there is taking pot shots at it. No questions asked. They couldn't tell them no. Philippines. President Biden also promised the Prime Minister of Japan just last month that Americans would help build up the Japanese military. And overnight, we are hearing from China. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just watching this video for the first time. I heard a little bit about the balloon, but not this. This is embarrassing. In response to all of this, a spokesperson for the Chinese Foreign Ministry stating, quote, China is a responsible country that has always strictly abided by international laws, and it has no intention of violating the territory and airspace of any sovereign country. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is expected to travel to Beijing next week, a trip now with even higher stakes to smooth over Chinese and U.S. relations. Nick. Allison, I have every reason to believe that we will learn more information about this in the days ahead. Allison yep. Harris in Washington this morning. Thank you so much, Allison. Man, I'm going to hold look at his face. Like, he's not buying this shit either. He's not. Man, I like this. I like this guy here on the early morning show. He's like, uh, wait, I've, I've never heard about balloons. This is a reoccurring problem. Like, oh, nothing to see here. This happens all, we have balloons from all kinds of enemies. It's like, I'm not buying this. Hey, those of you that are just tuning in, let me tell you this. We are going to go over the T-Rev information. There's a nice little thing for you to vote up there, what you think. I'm going to go over that when I go over it, because I want to open up the phone lines and talk with you about it. I got other information to cover. This is not a video show, okay? You guys are tuning in. I get a lot of flack from people that don't know their asses from a hole in the ground. They come in here, and I'm not talking about anybody in the chat room. I'm talking about my favorite incels, the kind of guys that just barely come out of their basement to let their mother change their sheets and then grab a, just not even a sandwich, just a loaf of bread. And then they come and make a comment, you know, like they're at my party, and all of you guys are my friends. We know each other. We've been around here for a while. And they're not invited, yet they come in here Grab a sandwich, complain, and say, I'm out of here. This isn't for you. This is for me and my friends. This is a live radio show, okay? This isn't a YouTube video show. So they see, I don't know what's going on. I think they see the thumbnail, and they see what the topic's going to be, and they're like, yeah, Electra Loaf, you know, just like people that just eat like a half a loaf of bread with no meat in between, you know, incels, right? And they'll make a comment. I think they think, oh, this is YouTube. It only works where... I see the, the thing, and I go and I look for that video. Well, this is not that kind of show. Just chill out. I'm going to get to it. This isn't a, a bait and switch. 
Matter of fact, maybe you shouldn't be here watching the show right now. And, and those of you that are going to comment about it later negatively, there's going to be a link to where you can just click on it and get right to the point. But we're having a radio show. We're talking amongst our friends and we're going over this. So a balloon that the president doesn't have the man pebbles to shoot down over Montana. To me, that means a little bit more than T-Rev. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. First. All right. All right. So have any of you guys heard about the DARPA challenge? Have you? No. Uh, how about the, the, what do you call it? The uprising they had Irish, Irish spring. Have you heard about Irish spring? It's a hell of a soap. That's going to be our next sponsor after Navaj. No, I'm talking about the Arab spring. Well, the DARPA challenge is what brought on Irish springs, the tool they use from DARPA. Don't think so. I lived it. Let me show you. Shaboom. Join with me now. If you'll remember back when the DARPA network challenge. All right, there's some reading time with Midnight Radio. The 2009 DARPA Network Challenge. How does Jerry know this? Jerry was on the radio at this time. The DARPA Network Challenge was a prize competition for exploring the roles the internet and social networking play in the real-time communication, wide area collaborations, and practical actions required to solve broad-scope time-critical problems. In other words, they used it for social media tracking and i believe that is some form of what they're using with this supposed chinese balloon they can't figure out what's going on with it doesn't have anything to do with china are you telling me seriously they want us to buy this bullshit and forgive my language bullshit 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 they can supposedly Track asteroids that are far away. They have the Star Wars system where if one country shoots a missile that comes over here, they can track it, and they're stymied over a freaking balloon. No, it's not China's balloon. China's the oogie boogie, man. They're just blaming it on a foreign country. And I'll tell you why. The competition was sponsored by the DARPA, which is Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They're the ones who created the internet, by the way, where they track your happy ass 24-7. A research organization of the United States Department of Defense, the challenge was designed to help the military generate ideas for operating under a range of circumstances such as natural disasters. Congress authorized DARPA to award cash prizes to further DARPA's mission to sponsor revolutionary high payoff research that bridges the gap between fundamental discoveries and their use of natural security. In the competition, teams had to locate 10 red balloons placed around the United States and then report their findings to DARPA. Due to the distributed nature of the contest, many teams used online resources such as social media sites to gather information or recruit people that would look for balloons. Teams often had to deal with fake submissions, and so they needed to come up with ways to validate and confirm reported sightings. The contest was concluded in under nine hours, much less than expected by DARPA, and had many implications with regards to the power of online social networking and crowdsourcing in general, and they used the information they gathered to start promote, and spread the Irish Spring. The Irish Spring. The Arab Spring, which is when they 
use social media networks to incite the people to revolt against the government and the Arab countries. They didn't use it to make soap. That's what I'm telling you about. I've got the facts. I'm going to put it in the links of the description below. You know, we're going to go into T-Rev in a minute, and I'm bringing it up for this. I have nothing against the man. I don't know him. No problem with him at all. I listened to the video when it first came out about the phone call, and I'm like, well, maybe it's him. I don't really know. Man, it sure sounds like it could be. We all got that creepy vibe, and then, well, more transpired. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There are more important things. Don't get me wrong. We are going to go into it. But there's more important things. Let me show you this. Let me. I wasn't going to show you this, but I will. And this is a guy named Bill, and I can't remember his last name right now. He wrote the book, Behold a Pell Horse. And I just posted this up on our Discord. I'm going to give you a look at our sacred discord matter of fact let me bring this up if you're a member and you just got a free membership you're a midnighter and you can join our discord so look actually email me midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com and make the title discord say hey jerry this is whatever your name is on youtube please send me a link and i want to get on discord if you're a member and we'll get you on here so you can see these things so here we go I want to show you this thing I posted about Bill. And it lets you know what's important and what's not important. And what I posted about T-Rev, I'm not, for those of you that are new and just tuning in because you saw Cuomo's face or something like that. I don't care how. It, it is um, not something I normally do is go around talking about other creators because I don't care about it at all. I, I don't, man, I, I really don't watch a whole lot of other creators. To be honest with you, I'm so busy with, with uh, you guys here. So that's where I am on that. All right, let me center this for you. We're going to talk about things that matter and things that don't matter. I don't care how long he works and I don't care what he does. There is no job worth $2 million a year. That's why they pay athletes these fantastic salaries. I was listening to the radio the other day. They just contracted to pay one, one player on one team $6 million a year. Can you believe this? And why is that? It's the Roman circus. What does the emperor do when the people become restive and when the people are asking questions and when the people don't like the policies of the emperor? He sends them to the circus. He creates a circus. He builds a giant coliseum. Then he begins to throw the Christians to the lions. He has great chariot races and football games and basketball games, all to keep the idiots preoccupied with things that don't mean anything in the scheme of the entire world. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I do feel like the ringmaster of an ass clown circus. Welcome to Midnight Radio. Got, let's go to our next story here. We've got big stories to go over. Ones that are important. Ones that are important-ish. 
Hello, my name is Holly Bone and I'm a journalist for the Daily Mirror. I'm here today in the village of St. Michael's again for the fourth day running in Lancashire where Nicola Bully, a missing mum of two, has disappeared um, on this very path behind me when she was walking her dog on Friday morning. Now, police have issued um, a new timeline, a fresh timeline, to give us a better idea of what Nicola's footsteps were that morning. And her sister, Louise Cunningham, her younger sister, has issued a heartfelt appeal to her sister to, to tell us where you are, you know, give us a clue. Um, anyone who can give it any information to that family about where Nicola might have gone, they, they need to hear it. They need to hear it now. It's been nearly a week. Tomorrow will be a week since Nicola went missing. And they feel like they're stuck in a nightmare. Louise describes it as being stuck in a nightmare and says that people don't just vanish into thin air. So the police have been concentrating their search efforts today on a stretch of the river uh, next to a bench where Nicola's phone was found still connected to a meeting call. Um, her dog Willow was uh, unattached from its lead and found by a member of the public who raised the alarm. And today, as we enter the sixth day of searches, there's still no more answers about what happened to Nicola. So we just hope that tomorrow, that when we come back here, we will be reporting some good news and that there will be some clues to find that tell us when Nicola is gone. As of now, they still haven't found anything. We'll keep you updated on it. We will keep you keep you updated on it. How many of you know who Don Wells is? How many of you have kept track of the Summer Wells case? I know some of you have, as this is a story from our Discord. If you'd like to talk about some of the topics I've brought up already, now's the perfect time to call 325-261-0892. That is 325-261-0892. If you have a comment or question, you can call, leave your message right there before I open up the phone lines. I'm going to open up the phone lines after we talk about T-Rev and mysterious call until then let's go over this don wells interview real quick new tonight we're speaking with the father of a missing hawkins county girl for the first time since his release from jail good evening i'm sarah diamond i'm josh smith yeah it's been almost a year since we've last seen or heard from donald wells an amber alert to find his daughter summer wells remains active 19 months after it was first issued yeah, don was released from jail back in october after serving time for a dui charge he broke his silence in a recent post on findsummerwells.com he criticized the department of children's services in tennessee about how they handled the case involving his older children. And now we're hearing from him in his first on-camera interview with News Channel 11 since getting out of jail. Ansley Daniels spoke with him. Ansley, what did he tell you? Well, Josh and Sarah, this is the first time we are hearing from Don since he was released from jail. And in the months following, with their sons in DCS custody and Saturday marking Summer's seventh birthday, Don Wells told me that he and his wife just want their family back together. It's been almost a year and a half since Summer Wells went missing from her home in the Beach Creek community of Hawkins County. We have to prepare ourselves for a worst case scenario. You know, um, we could always hope for a good scenario, but, you know, it's, it can't be good because no matter what situation she's in, she's lost her freedom. Even if she's alive, she's, she's lost her freedom. She can't be seen in public. About a month after she was reported missing, her three older brothers were placed into DCS custody. We really want our boys back home. If, 
you know, if Summer was to be found today, we wouldn't be able to see her or talk to her, you know, and we can't talk to our boys. Were they in touch with Candace when you were in jail? Yes, yeah. But did something change when you got out of jail? Um, the only thing that changed is suddenly we, we, I wasn't, we weren't allowed to Restraining contact order. him at all. Wells spent a little more than eight months in the Hawkins County Jail for pleading guilty to a DUI charge. One of the guards gave me a copy of the New Living Translation Bible, so I found that to be about the best book there was. So I, I, I read, so I, I read it several times because that's all there really was to do. And I was in 23-hour lockdown, so for my safety, they say. And since he was released from jail, Wells says it's been a challenge to gain custody back. They're doing nothing to help us. In fact, they're making us jump through all kinds of hoops, which is almost impossible to jump through all of them and hold a job and do all these things. They're making it real, real tough on us. Wells told us he has been in touch with investigators over Summer's case. There's not one shred of evidence. There's nothing. As much as they looked and as much as it worked. All right, so there's a question for you guys in chat. Could you tell me what he was incarcerated for? I don't remember. It was something about abuse, but I'm not sure what. It might have been for child support. You guys remember? They've done. They haven't been able to come up with anything at all. His wife, Summer's mother, Candace, has also been in and out of the hospital. Candace has been in the emergency room four times for heart problems and... We're looking at eventually doing a major surgery, hopefully to, to correct the problem with her heart. But she's doing better, I think. Um, but all the stress and stuff, it's not helping at all, I don't think, for sure. This weekend marks Summer's seventh birthday. So it's just, just another day without her. I mean, I don't really want to celebrate her birthday without her. A time where he will wonder what she would be like as a seven-year-old. She was definitely going to be tall. She'd probably be as tall as me, I'd say, because she was growing so fast. And I'm sure she would be the same person. And, and she didn't have no qualms about taking on her, her brothers, that's for sure. <laughs> she didn't hesitate to put them in their place real quick. Don Wells says that even though there has not been any new leads in Summer's case recently, he's hopeful that by keeping her she name in like the news, there will too. continue to be some new information shared with police. Man, if I had a million dollars, I'd give Navajas to everybody. Navaj for you and you and you. Man, I think every woman that doesn't have a Navaj sounds like Susan. I don't know, is Susan here today? Susan, you here? I know you're here. You gotta be here somewhere. All right, we're coming down to it, guys. We're coming down to it. I got three stories about, I got three more aspects, three more videos, but these last three, they're about the Idaho Four. They're all from the same source, and then we're going to go into the T-Rev videos. All right. So before I go over these next videos, before I open up the phone lines, which I will right after the T-Rev videos, because I want to keep the topic fresh. I'm not trying to hang you guys on. 
That's not what I'm trying to do. And after the show, there's going to be links to everything I'm talking about. Red Balloon Challenge, the whole thing. It'll be available in the description below the videos. And I'll put a timestamp there so you guys can pop right to the T-Rev video if you guys are interested in that discussion we're about to have. Before that, though, I am going to go to the phone lines. I'm not going to open them some of a biddies up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play... I'm going to play the messages you guys left me from last show. Yes, I would just like to say I think that the Idaho murder is a cover-up and it's all about girls. I don't know who's involved. And I believe that the eight hours it took for the 911 call to be reported was because of a cover-up, the eight-hour difference in time. And I don't feel like no one knew, no one could sleep if four people been murdered in one in one residence. Somebody covered something up. And Brian Coburger is the suspect, but I also believe he had help. Thank you. All right, thank you very much for calling. All right, now here, everybody stand by. This is a message. This is a message from Electra. Hey there, at Midnight Radio and Fruit Loopers in the chat. This is Electra, and I wanted to call in and apologize to Cindy for my rude comments in chat a few days ago. Uh, no excuses. I was rude, and uh, that wasn't cool at all. After I put myself in your shoes, Cindy, I was like, I would have been really hurt if someone had made those comments like that while I was talking and discussing my theories. Um, I promise it was not personal. Cindy, I think you're great. You have a keen eye for detail. You're amazing at research, and you're very well-spoken. So I do apologize to you personally, and I apologize to you, Jerry, for being a beep on your show in the chat. And Cindy, I hope you call back in soon and I hope to hear all your theories again. All right, take care all, bye. Thank you very much, uh, Electra, appreciate that phone call. All right, we're gonna open up the phone lines in the next bit, but before we do, it's time for Laura's girl, Banfield. The public defender, Ann Taylor, is still on Brian Koberger's case. She has not recused herself, and she is back in the news again tonight. Prosecution asked her to share any evidence that might tend to prove Koberger's innocence, and this week she responded. It's called a discovery request. She said uh, that they have nothing to turn over at this time, writing, and I quote, there are no books, papers, documents, photographs, or copies, or portions thereof, in the possession of the defendant at this time, which will be submitted at the time of trial. And she goes on to say there are no results, reports of physical or mental examinations or scientific tests which are in the possession of the defendant at this time. Joining me now is Jennifer Koffendoffer. She's a former FBI no, special agent. No, not Koffendoffer. Oh, what the hell? So, Jennifer, um, hearing about, I'm going to get you to sort of respond to all of the things Damn. that we're reporting tonight. Uh, this new information coming from sources. Hold on a second.
I had no idea Coffin Doffer was going to be on this clip. Holy moly. Oh, man. She doesn't know a damn thing that's going to be asked to her. All right. I don't, man, I don't personally have anything against Coffin Doffer, but I know the game. And, oh, ah, oh. all right. Was close to the investigation. And then, of course, this new um, response to the request for discovery. Wait a second. Mind blown. Inception style. I just realized one thing. She's saying, she's saying that the defense has no evidence that nothing burger is not guilty. So there's no evidence. There's nothing to talk about. She's talking to coffin offer about nothing to talk about. This might be something she might be able to answer. Why wouldn't you have a lawyer on this? Why would you ask him, Hey, is this something that's typically done in these kind of cases? Oh, yeah, that happens with the defense all the time. They don't offer anything up until the trial. But no, she has coffined off her. God, how embarrassing. And she need, you know what, Ashley? You know, I'm kind of out of a job now. Maybe that's why I'm a little bit edgy. Maybe I put a little too much extra. Maybe I put a little bit too much extra in my Arnold different strokes cup right here. Maybe I have a little too much extra honey. But if you need a producer... I can hook you up. I'm saying I got some time on my hands. Give me a call. You got my number. So let's start with the new information. Your thoughts. Well. Your thoughts about the no information we got? Uh, the new information coming forward, depending on how uh, you really look at what the coroner said. If you look at the coroner's notes, he or she actually came back later and sort of recanted her initial statement and basically said, no, they weren't really all in bed. So we now have really two uh, statements from the coroner regarding what she saw that night. So I would be in agreement with your other guests that both what the coroner said previously and what we know now could comport because I think they were said in very general terms initially. There's also so much discussion about this potential conflict of interest. Um, I know that the rules of conflicting are slightly different in Idaho, um, but I keep coming back to the, this could be a death penalty case. So I don't think you can cut any corners anywhere and assuage any sort of conflict at all if you're dealing with a case that could end up as a death penalty case. What are, what's your read on that? You know, I agree with you, Ashley. Uh, the bottom line is the rules uh, are definitely lax. Uh, when you look at both the case law uh, and also their regulations. And actually, in one of the court rulings, they even described it as... So I swear, I swear. She has about as much substance as a popcorn fart. ...sort of relaxed in terms of their conflict. And this just isn't a situation where you can operate in the gray. Um, we know that... The defense is going to put forward a... Why is she up here? Because I believe Coffin Doffer has a new podcast and a book coming out. Very strong argument, and that could entail drugs, and there could be a nexus that she they does try have to rock and hair, though. And based on uh, Kara's background, uh, that could be an issue. Okay, I'm starting and to like I her now. cannot understand why, why anyone in the abundance of caution would continue... Yeah. Represent. 
And that there hasn't been any kind of public uh, addressing of this of this issue at all. Maybe there's been an in-camera meeting, but we don't know anything about it. Last question for you. I want to read you something that really tweets. I know Cooper, right? Cooper's saying neither one of them has looked at anything they're referring to if it exists at all. I know. I was serious about the producer thing. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to give, I've tried to give Ashley the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I can't do it anymore. Maybe I can't do it anymore because I know if I had people working for me and getting this information for me, oh wait, I do discord and I take this and I bring it out and it's like 10 minutes before I go live and I'm like, what the crap is this? I got to make this work. Holy moly. All right. I'm a professional five, four, three, two, one roll. And you're like, hello, everybody. I have coffin offer here. But at the end of the day, this is a repeated thing. And this is just the way they do business there. I would have talked to a lawyer. And if uh, my brain, I, I would have talked to people I know who are legal experts in my discord before I, I ever did anything like this. Before I would ask a retired FBI agent something that a lawyer needs to know, it's about, it looks to me like it's something about paperwork. Um, yeah, this is just freaking me out, guys. Uh, somebody said her hair is extensions, and man, I'll tell you what, everything on this damn show is fake. All right. Should we go on with this? No, I don't feel like we should. We need to move on before I have an aneurysm. I feel like I'm going to have an aneurysm here. It's not going to get any better. Somebody in the chat room said... Ashley Banfield put out a video last night. Has two sources, Ethan and Xana, unalive. Last, poor Ethan, unalive, bad. And sweet Xana put up such a fight or poor hands. Well, well we're going to go into that right now. Well, I want to begin with you, if I can, this new information that is coming to us uh, from sources close to the investigation. It really does fly in the face of what the coroner had reported earlier. Is it possible that both things can be true at the same time, what the coroner said and what these sources have said? Well, good to be back with you, Ashley. Yes, the, the short answer is yes. When I listened to what the coroner uh, shared, those are very, very general terms, very common, very general comments. So, uh, and now we're talking about specifics. So yes, in the in the in the big picture of things, both of those statements are going to be accurate. And then the notion that um, Ethan may have uh, made his way partially out into the hallway, is it possible that maybe the attack began there, but then ended um, in? the bed and forensically speaking, and I'll get Joseph Scott Morgan to add to this in a moment, um, they would be able to tell, the murder investigators would be able to tell? I think so. I, I had talked about this before that it's it's certainly possible that the evildoer, I will not say his name, um, did not know about Ethan being present in the I'm house. So he is going to be kind of like a, a Ron Goldman, Nicole Brown situation where he is collateral damage. He has to address the facts that he has an unknown present in front of him. So I don't think that he is, uh, when he gets to Ethan and makes that attack, it is certainly possible that he falls back into the bedroom onto the bed and then Xana at that point understands that there's something going on. She may already be awake as Ethan is. And then once 
he has taken care of Ethan, then he goes after Zana, and she is awake and aware, which gives her the ability to put up a heck of a fight. And unfortunately, of course, it, it turned out the way it did. So I would say that if the information that you've received is correct, is accurate, that it certainly falls in line with, with what we were told in very general terms at the beginning of this and then what the evidence, as far as I was concerned, had led me to speculate on. So, yes. So, Joseph Scott Morgan, um, I was I was trying to be as, as tender as possible with the um, coroner in asking the nature of the, this is before we ever knew anything about the nature of the, the stabbings. And I asked if any of the victims had been slashed. Um, and she seemed to be very clear that these were all stab wounds. But these sources are saying that, you know, Ethan had been um, slashed, that his neck had been slashed, and that that was the original injury he received. I guess the same question for you. Can those two things still be true? Can a coroner consider a slash a stab? If, if her assessment was made merely by what she saw at the scene, uh, I'd say, yeah, they could be true. Those two things could be well, true. Well, I'll stop you right there. I asked her that. I asked her that. I said, were you present um, for the autopsies? And she stopped right there. Hold on. Who is this guy? Joseph Scott Morgan, distinguished scholar at Applied Forensics at Jacksonville State University. Okay. He helped establish the national training guidelines for medical legal death investigations he's a host body bags with joseph scott morgan podcast Hmm. i asked her that i asked her that i said were you present um for the autopsies and she said yes no i said at the scene if if she made that assessment at the scene just to be very blunt with you these injuries are going to be encrusted with blood it's hard to make that assessment at the scene however However, if she went to the post, this would have been easily, easily visualized at that point in time. And not only, not only is the injury to the neck a slash, allegedly, according to this person, but these injuries that you're talking about on the hands, these are going to be incised wounds as well. Not necessarily slashes, but this is as a result of grabbing hold of the blade and pulling it through the hand. All right, there's a comment in chat here. So there's Jenna, Alpha David, and Cooper, and Alpha David said this. Why does my screen name have a little space after it when I type? Well, it looks like you got a uh, you got a new icon after you've been a member for so long. Your icon changes, and hell, it looks like your icon turned all black. Let me look. It looks like a, uh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to have to change it. Yeah, so you you got an icon. It looks like it's supposed to be a microphone, but it turned all black. I'll fix it. I'll fix that for you guys after the show. All right. Good question. These are not stab wounds. I can tell you that definitively based upon my experience. So yeah, there probably are some stab wounds, but that information is it 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 you need more clarity here as to what she's saying, and that's I, I guess at the end of the day, it's not really the point. Uh, I would draw into question what kind of exam was conducted on site at the scene. When I've yeah. always wondered, when did she actually get access to the bodies, and how much how much exposure did she have to the remains that she would have had to have traveled to Spokane to view those posts because that's where they were done. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I did ask um, because I know that so much of the, the reports come in from not only the, the scene and the logistics of the scene, but also what the medical examiner is able to determine at autopsy. And she said she'd been at both. She was able to uh, confirm the um, amount of blood in, in Zana's room was consistent with the injuries that she saw on the scene. So, Phil, I'm going to ask you something that is, is more about the, the killer's M.O., because... Brian Koberger is alleged to have... If that would have happened to Nancy Grace, then that guy with the, uh, the glasses, I would have been crying right now. I just have that feeling. I just have that feeling. Staked out that home. Been there many times. Um, his phone had been there at, at, at the late night hours many times. And so one would only reason that he would stake it out that night as well and that he would know that Zana and Ethan had come home and were there together, as opposed to being surprised by that. Well, I think that's the great unknown here. So we don't know if he was there staking it out and, and what that time frame was. Thank you for watching. Go to. She's thanking you, Laura, for watching. All right. I think I don't like it when I. I went over the glasses. It makes me look like Chevy Chase with a hat on. I don't know. All right. So what was that one show? Ah, it doesn't matter. All right. I got one more video and we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go over one more video and then we're going to open up the phone lines and go over T-Rev. All right. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Banfield. I want to begin with some breaking news on the Idaho murder case. A couple of sources with knowledge of the investigation have told News Nation some details that up until now we did not know. Let me lay a few of these details out, but I do want to warn you that this is graphic information and it is uncomfortable to hear this because we're talking about innocent kids who were killed in that home um, back in October. And not only that, um, this is evidence that likely will come out in court at some point uh, whether it will be germane to who the killer is. all right guys i got this from chat right now even though it was all caps i guess i must have not have been all caps yeah the two words weren't so check this out i'm gonna do a chevy chase impression all right i don't look like chevy chase ever My Chevy Chase impression. Is or not, that remains to be seen, but it could be evidence nonetheless. With that in mind, let me let you know uh, what these sources have told News Nation. Uh, number one, they told us that um, the victims, uh, Kaylee Gonzalez and Madison Mogan, were killed first, and they confirmed that Ethan Chapin and Zana Kernodal were killed on the second floor afterwards. And these are some of the other details that they have released. They said that Ethan Chapin was killed in the doorway of Zana Kernodal's room before, I heard that before the killer set upon Zana. Uh, the sources say that it appeared Ethan had stepped partly into the hallway where the attack may have begun. Um, these sources also say that Ethan Chapin suffered a slash to the neck. But I have to say that both of these details are in direct conflict with what the coroner had originally told us right here. Sounds like Ashley's really, really mad at that coroner right now. 
on this program exclusively. And also, they conflict directly with what police have said as well. And those two facts that are in conflict are that all of the victims were in their beds, according to police and the coroner. And according to the coroner, all of the injuries were stab wounds and not slash wounds. So I just want to play for you exactly what it was the coroner said in her words. Were any of them uh, slashed? Were, were any of their necks cut? Um, or were these all puncture wounds? Well, it was a pretty large knife, so it's really hard to call them puncture wounds. And they were definitely stabbings. Uh, can you tell me, when you say that they might have been sleeping, were they found in beds? Um, yes. So those uh, were the facts that the coroner told us. And like I said, it is in direct conflict with what these two sources familiar with the investigation are now telling us as well. That obviously needs to be sorted out and likely best in a court of law as well. Also want to tell you these other details that um, we have learned from these two sources that Zana Kernodal put up a fierce fight when the attacker set upon her, repeatedly grabbing the attacker's knife, so much so that she sustained deep cuts to her fingers and that her fingers were nearly severed. See, now, this is the reason specifically that the gag order was put in place by the judge. So information, legitimate information doesn't get leaked to the press. Now, it's not... It's not that Ashley has a gag order because she doesn't. But from the real information getting out, there is. So um, they're talking about they, the press, want to make it look like it's us, you know, microscopic YouTubers over here that have issues when it's not. Now, that does actually work in comport with what Zana's father had reported to an Arizona news outlet about what he knew. Thank you for watching. Go to newsnationnow.com. Thank you, and thank you for watching. Matter of fact, this brings up the middle of our program right here. Before we play the T-Rev videos, we put a poll up in our chat room asking you this. Did T-Rev manipulate his audience by misleading them about the possible Nutburger phone call. Well, 40% of you said yes. 60% of you said no. Ending the poll right now. Thank you all for participating. Thank you for participating. Hopefully, we're going to come up with 127 votes. I want to see 127 likes on this video. We're going to go over this right now together, and we're going to see what we come up with. Jerry, has your mind been made up? Do you hate T-Rev? Are you coming up against T-Rev? How dare you talk about another YouTuber? Nobody in chat said that, by the way. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is thanking you, the viewer, for sending us value. You found value in our program. As I find value in you, that's why I show up every day. I'd like to thank our executive producer, Sir Grant. I'd like to thank our producers too, anything at all to help this show continue. And the reason why the show exists is because we're raising money for our online radio stream. Okay. There are a lot of people out there 
in this world, not just in this country, in this world, who would like to have the pleasure of knowing you, who would like to play music for you. I'm talking about DJs. And did you know that the average DJ makes about as much as, you know, someone that delivers pizza? which turns out might be more than you think, but you can help make a DJ because every dollar, every single cent that goes into this show goes into getting that radio license, which we're coming up to. We've been doing a lot in the background. That's why you haven't seen me as active as I've been in the past with the paperwork. We've been active getting the the music for the stream. Uh, Anybody that's a DJ right now can talk to you about that. You're helping that come true to imagine that there is a radio channel in this world that's available to everybody that plays the best music that isn't dictated by corporation or the price of the track to play but is dictated by what the people want to listen to and the news that the people want if you ever thought about being a dj i think now's your time we have djs that are there in the chat room right now they can tell you about it I know Hot Ham brought us up with the pre-stream right before we started this show. Email me if you're interested or you want more information about becoming a DJ to midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. That is midnightrad.io at gmail.com. You can check my about page on YouTube if you need to find that. All right, I'd like to thank these are the following people that have donated anything. If you'd like to become an executive producer, it's $20 or more. I'd like to thank Lady Le- I'd like to thank Lisa, Alpha David, Big Boy, and Annabelle Stealth, and Hallelujah. Luya. Thank you all very much. All right. Do you think T-Rev manipulated his audience? Do you think that he knew for a fact that that phone call was no more Colberger than a man in the moon and he just didn't say anything and he rode with it because it was getting a lot of play, it was getting popular? We're going to go over that right now. I'm going to play a couple videos for you before I open up that phone line so we get through it. Let me see exactly what I got here. All right, we're going to go over the Cuomo interview first. This is during the time. Within hours of Koberger's arrest, a YouTube clip from a crime podcast emerged, immediately went viral, okay? The uh, users uh, of the podcast were saying, hey, this is Brian Koberger. I didn't believe it until we interviewed someone who knew Brian Koberger in high school. She heard the clip and said that is definitely his voice. Now, is she a certified expert? No, but it made me take another look. Take a listen for yourself. One thing that every single one of them, I, I, I feel like... Wait a second. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, let me say this. Right now, let's say you're shy about calling and talking to me directly about this. Hey, no problem. 325-261-0892. You can uh, call me right now while I'm playing these clips, okay? And you can leave your comment. What you heard, what you know, you can go over that right now. 325-261-0892. You can leave a voicemail right now. When I open the phone line up, 
you're not going to be able to leave a voicemail. So if you just want to leave a voicemail, I would, I would really appreciate that. That's another way you can show value to me is by participating because I'm here to have a conversation with you. This is a talk show. And, you know, it does offend me when people say, oh, your show, you know, I don't like shows. Well, I mean, it's not my show. It's a talk show. I'm talking to the people and playing what they bring me. So I feel like they're dissing you. But the phone number is 325-261-0892. Go ahead and leave me a message if you have any comments about this. Questions asked me is, if you were going to kill somebody, how would you get away with it? Now, again, it's him talking about the murders as removed from them. The host of that podcast initially was unsure as well whether it was Brian. Now believes it was likely him. He goes by T-Rev, so we'll call him that as well, and he joins us now. Thank you very much uh, for coming with your uh, splendid YOLO hat on. You only live once. Uh, good. All right, I'm going to interrupt this for this message. I don't have a problem with his YOLO hat. That is obviously hats he sells, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, or it's at least his catchphrase. If I was going on Chris Cuomo, which I don't think I would ever do, I would just feel weird after, you know, goading him for so long. I wouldn't wear a midnight radio hat. That would just be too awkward for me. I just could not do it. Good choice. Could do um, it. So, Brian Koberger, you believe he called into the podcast? Why? I mean, with friends reaching out and saying, or people like her that spoke out that said that it's, you know, that's him 100%. I mean, without me hearing his voice, I'm like, you know, it's unconfirmed. But if you got friends that knew him and grew up with him saying it's confirmed, then and I, I got to say, hey, yeah, this, this is probably Brian Koberger. But I'm sorry to be interrupting. Somebody said in the chat room right now, calling from the UK is too much money. You're absolutely right. But Uncle Jerry came up with a way. Because if you look at the description, there's a link in there for you to leave a message if you're overseas. You can also do that. Also, you can call me if you're a member of our Discord and you're overseas. You can call me that way. I'll be opening that up along with the phone line if you're a member of our Discord. And let's see. Are you a member of our Discord? Vix logic you are a member so if you're not a member of our discord and you were just gifted that membership i'll put you in there you just have to email me and let me know but you know i did send it into the fbi i did clip that i also went through eighty thousand phone calls found the number sent it into the fbi as well and they have that and hopefully they get down to that information good do you know that they are in receipt of it did they come back to you at all i know they have it i don't i've never so definitely he gave himself a lot of outs. He went through the numbers. Apparently he went through thousands of them on as on the live is from what I've, what's been reported to me. And he came up with that number. That was it. And he gave it to the FBI. So he did, he did give himself some outs, Chris. Never got an email back yet. All right. Well, good. You he did what you're will. supposed to do. Now, what struck you about the kinds of comments uh, that this man made uh, to you on the podcast? Oh, man. Uh, how, why would 10 people come up and ask you how to get away with murder? I mean, make that make sense to me. Why would 10 human beings like ourselves come up and say, hey, how, you know, how would I get away with murder? And that's just, that's nobody's going to do that. And realistically in life, who is coming up to me or you or anybody that is around us right now and asking us, Hey, how, do you know how to get away with murder? And no he one. was saying that people kept coming up to him and saying that. 
No! Son of a... Am I a big deal? Because it's a big deal when you get a big... Oh, that was it. Oh, that was it. They ended with a commercial. Oh. Almost had a brain meltdown. All right, I got some more for you. This next video. Again, if you guys are just watching this and you want to talk about it before I turn on the phone lines, 325 325-261-0892. 325-261-0892. If you're in the chat live at the time and you have the ability to call me or leave a message about it, I'd love for you to set up what happened that day in the chat. Just saying, that would be awesome. That's showing value to a show that you like. Boy, stop acting disconnected. Got mothers killing kids. People couldn't live. Well, Sammy is free. Hey, I've been working with Hidden True Crime behind the scenes, getting them all the information, everything that they needed. I showed them screenshots of my text message with them saying, hey, your, your voice is viral all over the Internet. I've left voicemails saying, hey, we need to clear this up. No answer. But he decides to answer Hidden True Crime. All right. So there's several issues that pop up on this to me right away. So. He sent his personal number that he got from one of his listeners, which, by the way, I delete that stuff, to another podcast, Hidden True Crime. Well, I mean, it's not like a HIPAA violation, but is it ethical to do that? I just want to know. So here it is right here. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Fall into anything. Never don't put your neck out. It's stupid because then, and you guys seem like, like very nice people. And thank you. But do you want to get your phone blown up by strangers about something that you're, that is benign as like, I wonder if this is what happened. It's crazy. Right. Right. And that's what's happened to you. And it's happened to many people uh, when they do one little thing like this and the world speculates. Yeah. So, and, and I think it shows that how there were, there were so many coincidences that, that happened here, right? The Casey Arndt said it was Koberger. That she really believed it was Koberger. Right. You had people putting in a friend of Koberger's. Oh, that's what we talked yeah. about earlier today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, yeah. You had, you had people that knew his voice that were doing side-by-side comparisons. And unfortunately your voice, I, I mean, I don't know Koberger's voice very well, but I guess your voice is not that dissimilar from his. So, you know, there were, I think there was a, like a confluence of things that, that had to happen. It seems it, unlikely. What the hell is this? It seems to me like they're pulling a kid that something bad happened to him in the principal's office and saying, hey, kid, man, I know. Well, here's just what happened. Uh, you know, uh, things got carried away and they felt like this. And what, what are they trying to do? Console the man? What's that? It's, it seems unlikely. I mean, like accents, like a Utah guy, like you want to go eat? You, ladies and gentlemen, I understand what happened here. If he would have had a Navaj, he wouldn't have that whistly quality. 
in his nasal cavity. With a navage, it's a machine. It's a nasal irrigation system that you turn on. You put in these little, before you turn on, you put in these, you put in water and you put in these packets, these salt capsules, and it cleans out your nasal cavity. So it, you won't sound like Kohlenberger and you won't be like this. And when you call in a show, then you won't sound like this. Try that before you call. Then you get, I use it every day. Sometimes I use it twice. And that's, that's when I, that's how I get this deep velvety voice. You want to go eat like someone from the East. Seriously. That's what he needs. I, hell, he still sounds like nothing burger to me. Coast doesn't say you want to go eat. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a bunch <laughs> of horseshit, kind of. Well, it's in Pardon fairness, right? You did, in fairness, you didn't friend. say that on the show. <laughs> I think if you had, if you had said it exactly like that, we would have dismissed this whole thing right away. But okay, but <laughs> maybe that's your signature. It's a thing. I don't know. I mean, again, I think you guys are like seem super awesome and nice, and I appreciate getting a chance to just you know get my name out of this like baloney it's it's crazy yeah yeah we hope we can help we hope uh, you know i, I want to say this you know again we were all speculating because we all wondered is this brian Koberger? there are all these things and it kept building and and i do want to say t-rev has been helpful for for hidden true crime i'm just speaking for ourselves and really? told, told me to say yeah he, he helped give us some information to help track you down and he said the oh. crime team to figure it he out. gave us information to help track you down. Holy moly. Yeah. You think I should do a demo of the Navage? I'll do it. Maybe. You, you guys think I'm kidding. I'm not about, I'm not kidding about the Navage. I'm not. I am a true believer in the Navage. If you have any, well, I'm sorry. We're going to a tangent right now. Let's let's watch how they tracked this poor son bitch down and hunted him until the till the end and finally yeah, got to the let call. him know either way. Um, I don't know if he knows yet. Uh, I, you know, but um, I've tried to let him know. But I, I we're just speaking I, for ourselves. I wouldn't trust T Rev if I was you. Um, well, our our dun, relationship. Dun, dun. He gave so, you a number. Bit, our relationship so far has been okay, but um, I didn't decide to call into his, you know, a show one night, and so yeah. <laughs> so far so yeah. good with us. And and uh, I told You're him right. that I would would help where I could, and I appreciate you coming on, and I I want everybody else here to, I mean, I just think we need to put this to rest. Is what. Uh, Agreed. Work. We did the work, and yeah, we we solved this mystery. Demo, is there is there anything else you want to say before we? Yeah, leave here. Is there any? Yeah, it's it's this this whole thing has been like. I want to know from him uh, why. Okay, so T Rev says he texted you and he tried to call you. You never answered. Why? Why did you answer for? Um, hidden true crime and not answer for T-Rev what's going on you know I just want to know that's what I'm here for I just want to know I'm not 
I'm not trying to bust T-Rev out. I'm not trying to bust out true crime. I'm just in a a sense. I'm interested in the implications of this because I would never give you guys' phone numbers out. Never. And then if I did have the if I did have the phone number to someone I thought was Cole Berger, did you know I could check that out like that? I don't need to send it to the FBI. I would know who did it. And I would know right away. I was like, well, look, jackass, you have the area code on the phone number. You know what state it came from? Come on. That's all I'm saying. I would, I, and I'm not, t- I would know. Now, I'm not saying he brought this up. I'm not saying he made it go viral. But I'm saying, because I can't, I don't know. What I do know is if it happened to me, somebody called into my show and I had the phone number, I would know where you called from and you called from Montana or wherever the hell it's from. When it came out, which is when this started going viral is when Kohlberger was caught. I'm like, well, that's not it at all. I would know. I would know. I'd be a lying, scum-sucking, bastard, toad-licking son of a biscuit maker if I didn't stand up and say, you know, guys, no, that's not him. How do I know? Don't worry how I know. I just, you know, it's not. I mean, no. No, 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 no. Or I'm not speaking for T-Rev because I don't know what his abilities are. I know mine. Or I could just sit back, and then when everybody's saying, oh, it must be him, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Hey, Ashley, how are you doing? Glad to be here today. Hey, Chris. Hi. Working on that backswing. I'd be lying. There's things I wasn't willing to do. There's things I wasn't willing to talk about in regard to, in regard to the Idaho 4, you know, And I don't care about the views when it gets to that point because it's not worth it. I'm going to be here for as long as I possibly can be, regardless how many people watch me today or tomorrow. You know, you guys do help it grow. If you enjoy it, please let me know. Those that don't enjoy it, well, the door's right over there. Have a good time. Don't let me hold you back in having a good time on your your, uh, Thursday, everybody. Friday? It's Friday. Enjoy your Friday. It's Fruit Loop Friday, everybody. I would know. Okay, now do not misconstrue my words. I'm talking about me. If I did this, I would be convicted. And if this happens in the future, you would know. You would know. Uh, Jerry's got to be bullshitting. He would know where that phone call came from. So, I've got, it's a Friday. I've got a bowl for the Fruit Loops. And I have a license for wild-ass speculations and wild-ass theories. Let's continue this, and we'll talk about it on the flip side. If you guys have something to say about this right now, again, I was just everything I said is directed at me because I know what I know, what my abilities are. And I'm saying it has to be possible that he would know. Two, it is possible because I would. Question is, did he manipulate his audience? Do you think he knew? Do you think he rolled in with it? Since this happened, yeah, he wants to distance himself because that's the easiest thing to do. Has he apologized? Should he apologize? I don't know. This is what we're talking about. Let's let's think about this together, guys. Again, I would stand convicted. I don't know T-Rev, though. I don't. I have a background in uh, uh, technology. I have a background in business. I have a background in uh, military. 
which from the specific skill set I have, it's really within communications to others. I would be able to know. You know, the tractor, sorry, I'm trying to get myself in focus here. The tractor got stuck in a ditch. We're going to go look at the sock in the guest room. That's what this has been. I'm the sock in the guest room. It's like, I have not, it's not, nothing to do with this. It's crazy. So as you see, he had a, you know, he was, you know, up there, they were asking, I just wanted to show like a little three, four minute clip. You guys checked it out right there. Let me know what you think down in the comments, man. Cause we really did think it was Brian Kohlberger for a minute. You had his best friends coming out saying that it was him. You had a lot of different people comparing voices. It was just all too similar. Right. But I never a hundred percent said it was him. I always said it's unconfirmed until confirmed by law enforcement. So people, there you go right there. Now I'm getting a lot of hate emails talking about, you said it was him. I said, if his friend Casey Yard said it's 100% him, then I would have to believe it is. But in- He rolled with it. Until it's confirmed that the number that he called from wasn't spoofed or anything like that, then it's still unconfirmed. So it was unconfirmed the whole entire time. So for, for everybody out there spewing hate, Whatever. It is what it is. I, I didn't ask TikTokers and, and tw- uh, people on Twitter and people on Facebook to blow this clip up past 15 million views. I did not ask for that. But ladies and gentlemen, the phone call from Dave is not BK. Thank you to the Hidden True Crime team for working with me. Lauren, John, love you guys. Love your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now we can move forward. Because I'm. All right. That's all, that's all I want to see that. I want to thank people in chat. Um, I do want to talk to you guys about this. Why did it take so long? He's embarrassed. Well, I mean, I'd be embarrassed too. I'm not saying he's not embarrassed. I'm searching my feelings. All right. I'm going to the phone lines right now. We'll talk to you guys about this. All right. Somebody in chat saying, yes, he did know midnight radio. He knows the number wasn't spoofed. All calls and messages were to and from the same number. All right. Oh, the acronyms for the theories. We have W A S that is wild ass speculations. We have W a T that's a wild ass theory. We have D A T that is a dumbass theory. We have O-L-T, that's an, wait, O-A-T, O-T, that's old-ass theory. Let me uh, open up phone lines right now. If you want to talk about this or any other things we've covered today, I'm here to talk to you about it. If you think I'm full of crap, which, I mean, I'm going to, I'll talk to you about that too. Why not? Midnight caller line. This is Jerry Adams. Who am I speaking with? Hi, you're speaking to Hash. What was that again? You're speaking to Hash. Hash? How are you? I'm good. And yeah. You? I'm good. I, I was the retard who um, called the other night and accidentally hung up twice because I I'm calling from 
Yeah, I'm calling from London and calling off of Skype. So the wife, I was using like my Wi-Fi to tether my American phone and it just kept dropping. So I was like, all right, I give up. <laughs> well, it sounds great. You have a great connection. I thought you were having a problem with the um, muting your, your computer. Well, no, it's actually on a big TV that I have you. So shout out to that. But no, no, no. I, I figured that one out after the first phone call drop. I couldn't find the remote. <laughs> Well, good. It's good to hear but, your voice. Um, yeah, you too. So I just—I mean, I wrote this down because I'm like the worst at like calling in live shows. I'll just be like, "All right, fuck it." I'm a DJ, so I like to be quiet and play music and not talk. Because yeah, we have a position but, um, for that, right? Hey, but I'm all the way over here, so. Hey, that's even but, better. Um, that means you could cover the other side of the clock. Oh, okay. Well, we we can talk about that. I'll shoot my email. All right. Um, but okay, I, I'll talk fast so that I don't like take up everybody's time. Yeah, um, plenty of time. So I might stutter. I might stutter also because I wrote it down and I need to check if spell corrupt got me. So there may be like some spelling error. It's all right. I stutter too. They love it. Okay, perfect. So um, I just, first of all, I want to say I'm not a detective because basically if I was, I would have solved my sister's murder a couple years ago and I definitely didn't. And it was, it was hell. But, um, yeah, so I know exactly, well, not exactly, but I know what these families and their friends are feeling like, just like the never-ending, like, wonder what happened, will someone help me, Is it, you know, and then also, the, like, the whole not knowing what actually happened in the house, because my sister was strangled, and so it's always, like, that wonder, like, okay, was she in pain, like, was, like, was she sleeping, like, we just don't know, you know, because then they found her in a parking lot, but, um, so, yeah, when all this started, two of the survivors were being kept from the public, even during, like, the visual and stuff. And I suspected they obviously knew something because if they had been sleeping, they may not um, need as much therapy. Even if they had saw them, like, passing by dead, you know, they probably would have worked up the courage to, you know, give their their opinion and how much they cared about those people. Um, um, so then once the DNA was discovered and Bethany was held from that report, I kind of just felt like obviously she was being held perhaps in protective custody or maybe she, you know, she didn't feel the power to get up and talk, but, or maybe she had saw something more or even been assaulted. And maybe she had DNA in her that matched to the knife sheath that then matched to when they got the trash. But I don't want people to attack me for that. It's just like, like I said, speculation. I don't know. But so who really knows? But if she was asleep, then obviously they would have wrote in that report, hey, she was just sleeping to stop every, like all of us from being like, what happened? What happened? What happened? So they could have nipped that in the bud. And then, okay. And so the next thing is I've watched all those Tigra videos live. And from the beginning, he was super clear. Like he doesn't know as you just saw. So I don't think, I don't think that's misleading. So, and I also love that Chris C was like, yo, <laughs> super awkward. Um, you know, he was probably thinking, like, what is this kid wearing? But I love that he wore it. I think it's funny. Um, but, yeah, T-Rip also gave this weirdo, like, a chance to get his name out out of the, as he said, baloney. It was, um, what is it? It was that guy, Burger Boy's friend, who obviously said it was him. So, like, of course, we're all going to be like, hey, it could be him. Um, also, the dude should look up the definition of analogy because that one's really bad. Um, and last but not least, I really remember when everybody and like was like swore Burger Boy was like the smartest guy, but the dude is named Burger Boy and he got caught by someone named Chief Fry. No offense to Chief Fry, but that's just how I feel. Now that's the best connection I've heard in this whole case, Burger Boy and Chief Fry. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've been I've been thinking that from the get go. Once once he came out with the press conference and told us, I was like, oh, wow. So but you yeah. were there. You were there with the original call on on T Rev show. Yeah. So again, uh-huh. could you uh, refresh our memories on what made that phone call so creepy and what he was talking about? Was he talking about if he well, was a murderer, how he would do it? No, no, no. So basically, it's it's quite simple. He he just called in and was saying that I think he was he he was a bartender. And lots of, um, I, I don't know if he said previous students, but I know he said previous members from Sigma Chi. Oh, sorry, someone's telling me to take a breath. Sorry, I'm trying. I was trying to talk fast so other people could get through um, to to the the thing because I know that it's annoying sometimes to listen to one person. So sorry about that, people. But okay, yeah. So they called in and they were like, um, "Hey, I'm a bartender and Sigma Chi people. I think with the fraternity." Um, all like randomly were coming up to me asking um, or telling me about how, God, what was it about getting away with murder? How would you do it? And then he, he said it was 10 people. So T-Rev was kind of like, but why obviously like everyone just heard, he was like, but why would, you know, why would they say that? So they just kind of went back and forth and, you know, T-Rev did get some of his remarks incorrect while re-questioning him. So I could understand why the guy got a little defensive he, in his head. He was probably like, wait, I didn't say that amount and stuff like that. But yeah, he just sounded really suspect. Like, I, I mean, who, like he said, like, who's going to come up to you at a bar and, and tell you about how they're all asking to get away with murder? That would be like the dumbest thing in the world. Cause then, you, you know, then you would be speculated as being wanting to do murder, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Especially cause people always Yeah, sorry to cut you off. What were you saying? I was agreeing with you. Yeah. So, yeah. So especially like, cause fraternities are no, well, not all of them, but there's one in Florida that I was supposed to DJ at, but my little brother warned me that they're known for like a lot of, they like, he's not sure if it's the, the fraternity guys doing it, but they're known for drugging girls and like lots of girls have been raped at that specific fraternity, which then ended up on the news. So like fraternities, some of them, not all of them. So don't, people don't yell at me. They are known for doing like some negative, like everyone in the world has done negative things, but you know, like stuff like that or like hazing. And so people don't like that. So if you're in a fraternity, of course, you're not going to go up to someone and try to make your fraternity look bad. You know, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it's just, it's just weird, especially with all of this going on with these poor people, like Ethan, Zana, Kaylee and Maddie all being murdered. And sorry, I forgot I should say their name first because this isn't about us. It's about them and what's happened to them. So Again, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> so this is a question from Chad. Do you think that he knows the number wasn't spoofed and that all calls and messages um, were to and from that same number? And then when they found out it was Cole Berger, they would have known at that time, well, this number doesn't come from that area. Um, yeah, but I use VPN and I can also use an online website to choose any area code that I want to call into you. And I, so that, that's a thing. So when this guy is pissed off that like he gave his number out, well, if you don't want your number being logged into someone's online live chat, like then you don't use your phone number because there are free ways to use other numbers in different locations, different countries, et cetera. So yeah, so that's that's his problem. Also, you're calling into a live show. You're putting your voice out there for, and T-Rev has thousands of people tune in. So obviously, like they're gonna um, 
they're, yeah, they're going to know that your number's there and uh, everyone's going to hear what you're saying. So you can't be upset when you have thousands of people coming at you saying, hey, you're being a little bit weird. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So, so that's his problem. And I, that's why I don't feel bad for him. And then he, he just said to these people he was happy they called him and let him speak his truth. But he could have done that with T-Rev to all the people who heard it. It just doesn't make sense that he's, he's angry. All right. So help me, he clear just, the, help me clear this up in my mind. So before he did this interview with Hidden True Crime, his identity wasn't revealed. So why didn't it matter? It was just a voice. Exactly. So, to just call back. Why did it matter? I mean, it was, that's what I know. That's what I'm saying. I totally agree with you. There, like it, it doesn't okay. matter. So just call up and just say, Hey, that was me. I'm sorry. If I sounded weird, um, blah, 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 blah. Or he never would have had to do anything. He called in one time. They said, this dude's weird. Oh, it must've been Kohlberg. Ah, yeah. So what? Just going with your life, you know? Yeah, no, totally agree. There was another woman who actually called in um, at one point. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at, at like, I'll be able to write things down. But if you if you come at me with a question, like off the top, I'll be like stutter muffin. Like, oh, yeah. Then later I'm like, dang it, I should have wrote it down. But so there was like a girl who called in, a mom, actually. And she was blaming it on the church. And she swears it's these two guys who um, are from the town who are quite wealthy and that since they've moved to that town, since I think it was like the 60s or something, some a really old, way older year, um, she was saying that um, that since they moved there, that there had been murders, but that they've never, they never pinned it on them, but everyone suspects it's them or something like that. I think that was the story. I have to try to find the call. But um, yeah, so that was another woman who came in with the crazy speculation, but she was in tears. Like at first I was like, dang, maybe she is telling the truth because she just sounded like, like if I was a police officer doing an interview with this woman, I would be like, Oh shit. Like she has something here and I would definitely try to get an investigator on it. So there were a lot of random phone calls. I appreciate your calling. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. no. Yeah. Thank you. And shout out to everyone. And thanks for the show. Yeah. And especially since I called you back yesterday and you couldn't talk again. So I thought, Oh, I hope I didn't annoy her. No, no, no. It was like, I was talking, but it was like, good. I'd be like, hello. hello and it was like, duh, 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 and I could hear the phone buzzing. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm wasting this guy's time. All right. Well, it's good. To, it's good that we know though. We, we had some of the East call in and, and your voice and hers don't sound alike at all, but we couldn't tell yeah. yesterday she'd call in and we called her stony girl and she would call in and she yeah, was no, so, I heard. did you ever hear that? That. Yeah, I've heard you t talk to her, I think, like, prior. I, well, I know you've called someone that. So, yeah, Stony, yeah. Stony, Stoner Girl, she she emails me every now and then, but I don't know. She watches, but she hasn't called in again. I thought it might be. I thought she was oh, bad. okay. I just I remember you saying that name, so it wasn't, yeah. yeah. But there is one girl who calls in who, who no, she does sound quite, I'm sure people will say that about me, too, because my accent. But she, she sounds quite stoned, but it's, she's, she's very smart, actually. She just. You can tell either she's like nervous or I don't know. You must be talking about Susan. Yes. Yeah. I like Susan. I think she, she makes for good entertainment, like in a good way. We all like Susan. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Have a nice night. Bye. You too. I had to bring up Susan. She won't be live for a while. All right, everybody. Let me see if I got any. Uh, a lot of you guys were calling in when I'm on the phone. I can't. I know you're watching Stoner Girl. You're out there somewhere. Susan's like, WTF? Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? 
Hey, Jerry, this is Boss Mecca. Hey, I could tell. I thought every time when I hit that button, I'm like, I wonder if this call is going to be Boss. <laughs> That's right, because you know I'm a loyal viewer, man. Well, I saw you in the chat room, too, so I thought, I, I bet I'm getting a Boss call tonight. So do you have a comment about the yeah. T-Ref situation? Yeah, I do. I've been waiting for this topic to pop up ever since, you know, the, the situation happened, when it happened, at the time it happened. I'm kind of fuzzy brain with it. And, you know, I'm, I don't know the guy. I don't know what his capabilities are, but I do know if it was me, what my capabilities are, and I'd be able to know whose phone that was, where they, where it came from. So, Well, let me see if I can make sense of it. Because I, I noticed when it happened, and I actually noticed something happening before that incident happened. And it's called sleep, sleep deprivation psychosis. Okay. It's, you know, the, when the absence of sleep causes a disconnection from reality that can present hallucinations or delusional thinking. I've had that before. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I used to drive long distance and do, sometimes you'll hallucinate and see weird things like toy poodles and maple leaves. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably tell a story about it after this. So, you know, at the time when that call came in, T-Rev was running like 16 hours straight, right? Oh, really? Um, yeah, so he was running like 16 hours straight. On the story of the Idaho 4? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was like at the height of everything, and, and he was like balls to the wall. Um, and he was also dealing with the toothache. Like you could see like his face was all swollen, how miserable the dude was. I'm not trying to make excuses for the cat, but yeah, I think as you know, you've dealt with me enough. I'm really observant and I'm pretty good at calling things for what they are. Right. Um, so I think he was de deprived uh, of sleep a little bit. And honestly, I think it's just, uh, you know, when you, you're deprived of sleep, you're not going to make the best decisions, the best judgment. And I think it was just um, poor, a lack of management and poor journalism the way that it was handled, because honestly, if it was me and I'm not coming down on T Rev, I love the dude. He's a good, he's a good dude. Um, you, you, you and him are probably my favorite ones out here. Um, appreciate that. But I, I think what had happened was, is that, you know, he should have just dismissed it live. And if he really felt that way, looked into it personally, but what had kind of happened was, you know, when he, him being deprived of sleep, he kind of, um, like, uh, I think he was being a little unfair to the caller. And I don't think you ever want to do that, even if you feel that that caller is off or screwy or wrong. You know, you just, you don't want to shame them publicly. Um, unless, you know, that's your format of type of show. You know, so, that's, that's what so, you do. So take me back. Did he shame him publicly? Because when we played the clip, I just played the caller part, but I didn't watch the whole show. I, I wouldn't say shame, but I think he was just a little too tough and a little aggressive on the caller. Um, you know, and the caller got his words mixed up. And I think T-Rev was being slightly unfair, like trying to almost get him to say something else when he was talking about a number. I want to say, you know, the dude said like five people and T-Rev was like 10 and the dude was like, no, five. And then T-Rev was like 10. <laughs> um, and then, and, and you know how it is when you're a popular YouTuber, your audience 
man, they stick to you like glue. So if you say that this dude is wrong, all your audience is going to feed into that. And there might be one person saying like, hey, leave it alone or, you know, hey, I think you guys got it wrong and then everybody's going to now attack you. And I think it was one of those situations and that's what caused the guy to become so reclusive to where that's why he didn't, I wouldn't have answered the phone. You know, if someone would have treated me like that live radio, I'm calling in, okay, I'm gotcha. a viewer of your show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to express my opinion. And all of a sudden, because I've, I've seen it, you know, where people are like, oh, maybe he's the Idaho killer. Or, oh, this guy sounds creepy. You know, some people just aren't built. That's I've why had I never people saying that about me. Right, 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 right. I thought it was funny, but I definitely wouldn't answer the phone so, calls. So, and then, you know, naturally we're all capitalists, regardless if we want to admit it or not. If we're in some type of business, we, we're here to capitalize. And I think he might have capitalized on it uh, a little after the fact. Um, I think he just pushed it a little too far. And, I, you know, if I was his manager, I'd have been like, dude, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. And, and really, uh, the people, what is it, the, the, the people that he passed the number off to, I think they were wrong as well for journalism for even conducting an interview with that guy. That guy needed to clear that up with T-Rev first before he went uh, to the other people. Um, I can't remember their name, what they called true crime or I, I don't remember. But the, the, the guy and the, the lady, the couple. Hidden true crime. Um, I think, yeah, I think there was poor journalism on their behalf for even, you know, carrying it on even further. But, um, you know, like I said, T-Rev is a good dude. If, me personally, I think he should have just left it alone or dealt with it in private. You know, it's just uh, for future references for other YouTubers out there, if you get a strange person, you know, because people are vulnerable and you just don't want to shame them publicly. Or, you, you know, if, if if you're here to really bring justice to the family, you know, you have to be consciously aware. And if you open up your line to people calling in, you know, you just have to be more aware of things. You're, you're kind of held to a, a higher level of accountability. Somebody in our, um, our you're chat dealing with room. Human souls. Sorry to interrupt. Somebody in our chat room said this. They said T-Rev didn't manipulate his audience. That's not the word for it. More like the chat ran with it, but not T-Rev. So do you think it's just something that got out of hand? I agree. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to originally manipulate. Like I said, I think the dude was just suffering from the delusions of being sleepy. And then when he hit on it and was like, oh, man, that was weird and all – the people in the chat were like, yeah, it was weird. That's Brian Kohlberger. That's Brian Kohlberger. And so I think he just kind of like ran with it a little bit, just a little bit longer than what he should have. I think like kind of like how you said, he should have just moved on to the next because even if it was, you know, what's what's the uh, pertinence of that? You know, it, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't help anything, and it, you know. Somebody's typing in all caps, uh, which isn't allowed in our chat. I don't care where you're from. That's the rules here. Um, they're saying, though, y'all need to stop bashing people and actually check the facts for yourself. T-Rev is trying to call in, answer that damn phone. So, no thank you for the disrespect. Best of luck in your future endeavors. I'm sorry the show's not for you, but if T-Rev is calling, I don't have a problem talking with him. I doubt he listened to the whole show, though, did he? So really, there was no bashing going on. 
It's more like a discussion. Yeah, nobody's yeah, nobody's bash T bash T Rev. No. You know, especially not me. Like I said, I'm I'm a supporter of the dude and uh I think he, he's going to reach success in this. And just In his situation, he's going to get so large to a point where he's going to have to have proper management, just like with anything in life. You know, you can, you'll, you'll stretch yourself out then if you're trying to run everything yourself. Um, just, you know, sometimes we need someone to tap us on the shoulder and be like, hey, don't do that. That's not a good idea. And you got to trust that person and, you know, keep it pushing. But, um, you know, in the world of sensationalism, I, I don't blame him. He always did use a disclosure and say that he turned it into FBI oh, absolutely. and that he, he wasn't a hundred percent and that he wasn't a hundred percent sure, you know, so, you know, I, I think it was worse that the other people, the hidden true crime or whatever their name is. I think it was even worse that they ran with it. Okay, and, and so they had him. the only part that I've watched of this was what he released that four minutes you guys just watched. So did you watch the whole video? And if so, you're talking about them running with it. Yeah, I watched the whole interview that they had with, with the guy. I thought it was pretty funny how he, <laughs> he's over here drinking beer, you know, in the middle of the interview. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did watch it. So and, you're saying um, they, they it, ran... It was, they ran, they went too far with it, is what you were saying? Yeah, I, I think it was very unprofessional for them to even run with it. They should have redirected them back to T Rev or just left it alone. Um, you, you know, it's just they probably needed an extra thousand views for the week, and you know, T Rev, you know, just shot them a cool little favor on the side, and <laughs> and you know, they ran with it, but. All right. I got, I got a lot of phone calls I'm coming in and they're saying one of them might be T rev. I appreciate your calling in. Uh, that's why I'm talking about this. I want to sort it out in my mind. You give me a lot of perspective. I appreciate it. Hey, for sure. Um, man, keep up the good work. Everyone hit that like button. I appreciate that. I always forget to say that. Thank you. Hey, you know, I got your back. Have a good one, Jerry. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Oh, hey, Jerry. It's Electra. Hey, how are you doing, Electra? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fantastic. Sounds like you got a cold. Maybe you could use a Navage. Yeah, I seriously need a Navage. What is a fucking Navage? A Navage Oops, is sorry, a machine. Bad word. A Navage is a machine that holds saline water. And it has a little pump in it, so it gently pumps yeah. the water through your left nostril and out your right and puts it in a reservoir to clean out everything and all the congestion in your nose. Oh, I've done that before with, like, a neti pot. That feels bad. It does feel, it feels bad really because bad. you have to, it doesn't feel bad with a navage because <laughs> it actually pumps it in one side and sucks it out the other. I almost died with a navage. Oh. I mean, not a navage. I, I, almost died with, I almost drowned with a neti pot. I'm sorry, not a navage. Okay, so Navaj is better than Nettybot. A thousand times. I might demonstrate it live. Okay. I, might I think not. you should because I think I need to just do it because I'm so sick. I have COVID. Oh, Lordy. Isolate. I'm isolated. Isolate for me, everyone. Stay away. <laughs> Don't kiss me, Susan. Susan, hot ham. Stop kissing me. I have. COVID. They all want to kiss me. Anyways, 
What are we talking about? I don't know. What's on your mind? I forgot. We were talking I'm about. <laughs> uh, we were talking about T Rev. We were talking about Susan. Oh, oh, okay, T Rev. Yeah. So I was randomly. I never talked to T Rev or talked to T Rev. What am I fucking talking about? Oh, sorry, bad words again. Um, no, but I never seen his show, and I just happened to see it on my feed and so I clicked into T-Rev and I was like hey and I was there that night that that guy called in and all he was saying was yeah I worked with a bunch of Sigma Chi's at this bar and they all asked me if um was that you? Yeah I'm sorry go ahead it's okay and they they all asked him hey if you could get away with the murder, how would you do it? So I was like, this guy is kind of whatever a tool. I thought he was a tool. You thought the guy that called was a tool? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ask me a question. Anyway, so last night I watched uh, True Hidden Crime or... I think that's their name. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Anyways, and they, I'm sorry, I'm so sick. Oh, I have Lord. COVID. I heard that. Oh, Lord, I have a flu. So when are you going to oh, start DJing? Uh, any second, but I need a microphone. Okay, so you're still waiting for that. I'm a disabled, I'm a disabled nurse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hate to say that but i'm a nurse of 23 years now and um yeah i don't i don't have money to buy the mic so hold this on a cold second I got... is really bad i should probably be off this call i'll call back when i feel better i love your show thank you so much all right thank you for calling i appreciate it all right the phone line is open right now if you want to call me t-rev i see t-rev is in the chat room i'd love to have this conversation with you because i want to know what that what was going on from your point of view i don't know when you tuned in or how much you've been i i don't know how you would have sent me a message because i don't have my messaging system on but maybe you can answer this in uh, two minutes Tops, what it was like being on your side of this, on what you're going through right now. We just decided to talk about it tonight, so we haven't been bashing anybody. Midnight caller line, this is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Yo, what's up, man? It's T-Rev. What's going on with you, brother? Hey, T-Rev. I appreciate you calling in. Because I'm... Yeah, no I'm doubt. First of all, let me say, if you've watched the, the show, it's not that we're bashing you, but I know what I would do in my situation, and that's all I could say. But what I don't know, and, you know, Boss called me, and he was, 
you know, there at the time. And he was telling me the things. That, I heard him. I just, I just heard the whole call with boss. Yeah. So starting boss, right there. Boss, I don't got no manager, bro. I'm a, I'm a one man band. No manager. I do everything on my own, bro. There's no manager that tells me yes or no or nothing. I'm the hidden true crime thing that boss was talking about. Hidden true crime hit me up after the Dateline episode and said that they were talking to the people or to, they were talking with Dateline, the show about the and the phone call, et cetera. And how Brian's friends came out and said it was a hundred percent him. Cuomo right. reached out to me. Banfield reached out to me. A bunch of different people reached out to me. But before we jump into that, I'm going to explain to you that the day that he got arrested, if you go to my stream, the day that Brian Colbert got arrested, that phone call was not being talked about at all. Two, three weeks way before that, Danny Van Sickle, one of my uh, great subscribers, said, T-Rev, there was, remember that phone call back then? So I went yeah. back and played it. I played the phone call. At, at Next the, thing at you know, within arrest. 20 minutes, it blew up. Dude, at the minute, at, after I played it on the show, 20 30 minutes later, I look on Twitter. This video's got a million views. I remember and a that Twitter night. User types, um, a Twitter user types, Brian Koberger, 100% confirmed calls in the T-Rev's podcast. And I went on there and immediately started snapping. I don't know. That's unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed. I said it's unconfirmed the whole time. We even yeah. had a voice analyst to come on a uh, hidden true crime show, which people didn't know behind the scenes. That's what we were working on to figure out if this was or not, because we've seen people out there saying he a hundred percent called T Rev and his, that is not true. It's unconfirmed. I even said it on FOMO. I said, I need to know it's unconfirmed. Even with his friend saying a hundred percent, I would allegedly have to believe it's him, but it's unconfirmed. I never ran with anything. I've never told, Oh, let me run with this and try to get this and that. People trying to say that uh, I was reaching to grab money. And if, if that was the case, I'd fucking be live right now. Which, hey, I haven't been live besides, like, what, two days ago, and I just got suspended on lives in general. But I've been relaxing the past couple weeks. I've been relaxing because this case has taken a toll. I was live every day for 8 to 12 hours, damn near, sometimes 6 hours, but mostly long days. I was live. I was obsessed with this case. I wanted to see somebody get arrested, and that was that. Boss said you did a 16-hour live that one day that you got that phone call. Yeah, I did. I did. It was at 12.33 a.m. I got that phone call at night. Now, as far as me giving out the phone number, yeah, I gave it out to my team in Discord. My, I gave it out to my team in Discord and said, if you can get a hold of this person, have them reach me so we can clear the air. Hidden True Crime was the only people that were able one – one other person said they reached them, and a lot of my people thought that person was trolling. And I think that person was right that they did reach them. So there was one of those that – I got that also, and I put that out there, and we talked about it in my Discord. We talked about it on YouTube. So, so in general, how soon? How soon was it that you tried to contact him with that number? Right away, as soon as I freaking, I went, I went through eighty thousand phone calls to get to that phone number, and he just didn't answer you. I texted him multiple times. I've left. I left like three voicemails, one live while I was on the air. I left a voicemail to him saying, hey, bro, this viral. This clip is viral with your voice all over the place. Can you please hit me up so we can debunk this if this is not him? I need to know that he didn't spoof your phone number. Because you could take a dollar right now and take my phone number that I just called you with and call anybody with my phone number acting to be T-Ref. You know what I'm saying? Like, so anybody can do that. 
So that's that's why I was like, that's another thing that I was worried about. I was like, so was it spooked? I need to hear this dude's voice. It's unconfirmed. I didn't take and run with nothing. Everybody else around me took and ran with shit. So I said, okay, since they want to put my clip out there, let me go ahead and the proper person that actually made the phone call upload it to his YouTube channel because everybody else is taking it and blowing the fuck up. So I put it on my YouTube channel, told people that, you know, what happened that day. So I, I see how this transpired to that night. I can see how this affects you and I can see how this affects you in a big way. I mean, this is what you do. This, this is what you're interested in, but how did this affect him? If it's just a random voice, somebody hears the voice and say, that must be Brian Kohlberger. Oh, dude, it, that was a weird phone call. I often get, I don't care what nobody says. When somebody says 10 people, uh, 10 Sigma Chi members, you know, they all seem to ask me how to get away with murder. Dude, you're lying. Simple as that. You're that big. Are you are you kidding me? Ten people asked you how to get away with murder at your job. I just I find that real odd, weird. I wasn't falling for that trolley shit. Dude's a troll. He he texts my phone and hits me up, calls me about twelve different times. I don't, which I don't care. He fucking blow me up. He's been blowing me up lately, but when I he won't, when I answer, he hangs up. He's playing kid games, dude. Oh, I like see. he won't even have a conversation with I me, bro. See. Like he's been. He doesn't and like this you. Is recently, oh, I got this you. Is, it, yeah, this is it's just a troll hater that hates me. Right. And that's, that's what I just figured out. That's what I just figured out. A hundred percent guaranteed. The dude's in the chat with like six different accounts. Yes, he's, a, he's been weird, bro. Dude, like he calls my phone when I answer, cool. I'm like, "Yo, you ready to handle this?" He hangs up. Oh man, yep, it's crazy. See, bro. We didn't know that, man. It's, that's... There's a lot of shit going on with it, bro. It's, it's weird. I just all I wanted to do was clear the airs for these families that are could be speculating that this was that guy, which I'm glad that Hidden True Crime actually cleared it for the families that may believe that it is Brian Koberger because they don't have to go and listen and say, hey, this is that fucking dude calling in about my kids and they're crying and upset. That's why I wanted to get to the center of this from the get-go because people blew it up way past where it ever should have been. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, ne- I didn't even, I wasn't even going to talk about it. Go to that live that day and I put it, I put everything, I put it on my life. If you go to that live, I wasn't even thinking about that phone call. That phone call was brought up by a subscriber. He was like, breaking news, capital letters. It took him multiple times to get my attention and then took me back to that phone call. And that's when those Twitter, uh, the Twitter people and TikTok Instagram blew that TikTok. shit up. Yeah, TikTok blew it up. I they remember when that happened. They blew it up, bro. Yeah, I remember that. But what I didn't know. So that's what happened, man. But that's, it's, 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 it's got me messed up. It's, it's got me messed up because well, I mean, I mean, like I've been wanting to take care of it for a while and I'm glad it's fine. Now it's, it's like a big burden off I'm, my chest. I'm, I'm glad people are talking about it and I'm glad you called in because a part of the trolling that, that, that really helps explain it to me in my mind. You know, we came in here tonight with questions and we were talking about it. You filled in everything because I, I understand about trolling and I asked that question. I'm like, so this really affects you. But let's say I'm somebody, I'm drinking beer, and I like to troll at night. I'm an incel or whatever, and I'm calling right. in trolling. And they hear my voice, and they say, okay, well, maybe this is this murder, okay? And why does it matter? All I have to do is just go about my regular life. Maybe I get a phone call with the FBI. It's like, no, it's not me. I mean, what does it matter? But I see it getting blown up as a big deal, and I'm looking at that original phone call with you and the way you feel about it and the interactions of him with you. And it seems like he doesn't like you and he's trying to get back. Yeah, it was, it, 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 I don't know. It was a weird call, but it is what it is. People just, you know, feel bad for this dude or whatever they want, but this dude is a straight troll. He answered 
hidden true crime, went on their show, even went on their show and was just acting great, like no sympathy for the families, no nothing. This has been, this could have been cleared a long time ago. This could have been cleared the day Koberger got arrested. You get what I'm saying? That that yeah, phone call would have never reached to where it reached to. If I had him, I tried to get him on video that night with me to record, hey, this wasn't Koberger. If it was, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, after I figured out what the number was, I tried to get him on video with me. I texted him. Like I said, I left voicemails. Dude never got back to me. And, and guess what? It took me giving a number to a different team because my team was having no success for this dude to come out. I don't know if they paid him. I don't know what. But shout out to Hidden True Crime for getting him on the phone and on a live panel to even talk about it. Because without them, this would still be going right now. And they were working with Dateline. Like I said, they were on the Dateline. Uh, on They were on the TV show, Dateline. And they were thinking that it was Brian Koberger, 100%. And these are professionals from the field, bro. Like, these are professionals from the forensic field. And they were they were a hundred percent sold that it was Brian Koberger that called me. Until I gave him the number, they dug and finally got him on the phone. So, well, we listened to his voice. It did it did resemble you know nasally voices do resemble Koberger. Yeah, it did. But at the same time, I'm glad it's out now. I'm glad the truth is out. We got a yes or no answer, and it was no. It's not him. Do I feel bad for the dude? Absolutely not. I don't feel bad for him one bit. That other dude, uh, Demo, I don't because of he was trolling, and not only that, the he had zero sympathy for the families whatsoever in that whole entire interview. Where's the sympathy? Yeah, I think the four minutes where's you the showed. Where's the sympathy for the Idaho boy? I think I think that was you know he was popping jokes in the the four minutes that you played, and I heard in the whole interview he's talking while he's there drinking a beer. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Where's the sympathy for the family that thought it was you? Maybe that called. Maybe somebody, in a, you know, because I got word from different people. I'm not going to air her out who their names are. I'm not going to air out, but people who were close on the other side. Like I said, man, New York Times hit me up. Uh, Inside Edition hit me up. All these different producers were blowing me up left and right around the clock. Bro, I didn't even, like on Cuomo, I was nervous to even go on there, and I went on Cuomo. And he was asking, like, you know, and, I, and that's why I even said in front of a national audience, I, that's why I don't think they uploaded it to the channel. Go look, because I said in in that interview, because they wanted me to say that it was 100% him. Yeah. That's what they wanted, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, to get them clicks up. But I, I said, I said, if his friend Casey Arts and a bunch of his friends are saying it's 100% him, I allegedly believe it's him. But until, but for me, it's still unconfirmed, and that's my exact words on Cuomo, like literally. Like, I think you know, said it I'm, more than once. I'm glad it's over with. <laughs> I kept trying to say that because, dude, they tried to make me change my hat. They tried to they make tried me to make you change shit. your bro, hat. My house. Yeah, they tried to make me take my hat off and everything, bro. Like that wasn't working. You're not making me take my hat off. And then he acted or like he liked your hat. hat. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying, that was bro? A like dig. it's. That's why I'll always be on a, a solo platform where I don't have no managers, nobody, because I'm not dealing with bullshit like that. I'm going to do what I do, whether I'm streaming, sitting in my fucking boxers, talking on the phone. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be me. I'm an at-home person. That's, that's what I do. So. Boss did have but, a good man. point, though. When he was talking about you having uh, people to help your managers, I think he was referring to a few, when, when you get to 300000 500000 you might want to get a couple yeah. people to help you. I don't know, man. I don't think I'll ever, I don't trust nobody. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like only people I trust are the ones close to me that I love. That is true. Put those and people my, that you love he, to work then. No, he said what? I said you can put those people that are closest to you to work then. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And that's what it would be. That's what it would be. Oh yeah. But so how you know, is one man band? So how is this case taking a strain on you? I know you've been working it for a while, just about all day long. No, bro, I, if you notice, I haven't been that active on YouTube since. I've been relaxing for a bit. It's been like this case, I, I added up the hours and was at like 355 hours. I was like, well, all right, man, I need to take, I need to relax. Like I want, now I've noticed why all my audience was saying, Trev, you need to go relax. Take some time with your girl. Go relax, go relax. They've been saying it. I counted up the hours and was like, damn, they, they're right. I need to take up some time with my family. That's what, so that's what I've been doing. Taking up time with my family, get, I got my tooth pulled or my wisdom, my, my two bottom wisdom teeth pulled. They had a bunch of stuff going on, man. So somebody was asking about your teeth in chat. So now, you know, chat. Yeah. I, I got my bottom wisdom teeth pulled out. They were impacted. So I had to go through that. I've been taking, like, I've been taking me time. So this case has been, very impactful, very, very impactful on my life in general and, and just making me wanting to further push forward with it too. But yeah, take, I'm taking a, I've been taking a much needed break. I was coming back this week. I went live and there, there was a show on, but it had no audio and they freaking hit me with a seven day can't go live and a strike. Why? For what? For a forty three hour for a forty eight hours video I had on playing with uh no audio, which oh, is weird. Forty eight hours. You know, I I got struck for the wonky donkey I played a couple <laughs> I had an Irish uh actually a Scottish lady reading a the story called a children's book called Wonky Donkey and I got hit for that. Crazy. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate That's you crazy, calling in bro. and talking with me about this. No problem, brother. My bad. I got people pulling me up. My girls, where you at? I'm not grabbing my medicine from CBS right now. But yeah, man, I, I wanted to call in and let, just let you know like where where my mind's at with it. Yeah, you, you know, I never, this phone call thing blew up on Twitter and it didn't even blow up on my channel before, it's before anything. It blew up everywhere else before it even touched my channel blew up the day he got arrested and then all of a sudden that's when that phone call started going crazy and i'm like damn since all these other people want to upload it to their channel i'm just going to upload the phone call to my fucking channel and that's just how i thought about it i was like yeah i'm gonna put this on my channel rich so they know where the original person was you can actually go to my you know timeline as they call that night and listen to the first couple phone calls before him so it's like you know get the whole experience but yeah I'm just, like I said, taking me time, family time. People talk about T-Rebby for money. If that was the case, I'd be live every day still. What do you mean? I've never asked anybody. You can go through every live that I did on this Idaho 4 case. Well, never asked one person for a dime. Here, here's, a, here's some advice, and you probably already know it, but it really doesn't matter what anybody here says about you or somebody talks about another creator to you. It really doesn't matter because they're, they'll, you'll say something they don't like for three seconds, and then they'll talk about you. So what they say really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's a lot more people that like you than people that don't like you. you right. Just, you really yeah, can't absolutely. even Yeah, to. that's, I don't, that's, 
I don't I don't really pay attention to it, but like I, I see I, I see it in my Discord or you know I'll look at a comment and see somebody was talking about you and I usually ignore most of it. I seen this one and I was like, nah, I don't, nah, I don't let me go check it out. Like, uh, hating on T Rev, like, nah. I didn't really see no hating besides a few people in chat that were like, yeah, Rev milk that call. I didn't milk shit. That call, I was hit up about that call nonstop in my email every single day. That that call followed me around like a fucking shadow. It still is. <laughs> that phone call is following me around like a shadow, bro. <laughs> like, it's it's not leaving me. Yeah, that's that's almost a nightmare, really, for a YouTube creator. It to is a, to have a troll to go that far. It's like, wait, wait a second here. Let's look at this. We're looking at like the yeah, Houdini is. of trolling, possibly here. Holy Moses! I'm just saying, bro. That call's been following me like a shadow. Every time I had went live, somebody brought up. They'd be like, Dave, 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 Dave. Bro, it was always, you know what I mean. So I was like, in general, it's cool. Like, and and my audience has the right to be curious about anything. And then bringing that up, I'd never tell my audience to shut up and stop bringing something up in case it's, you know, something <clears throat> super serious or, or whatever. But that, I mean, that was super serious in general. So uh, bring, them bringing it up, I can't hate my audience for them bringing it up every day and emailing me about it. Oh, yeah. Cause it's, it's... I would never hate my audience in general. But in, it just... Like I said, in fact, like people were always emailing me, T Rev. What is, what is up with that person? Did, did you ever get a hold of them? Did they answer you back? And I, I, every day I would wake up and crack my email. I mean, I would see about fifty of those, fifty of those type of emails that were talking about this day, dude. And it was just like, dude, I went in, got with my team in Discord, shared the number, and said, if you can please get a hold of this dude, because he will not answer me. See if we can, you know, get him on a panel with me so we can clear this thing up. I even said it's like I said it's going too far. In my Discord, I was like, "This shit's going too far." I'm I'm trying to put an end to it, please. So, but yeah, that's where it stands with it, man. Thank you, though, brother. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the road before my wife kills me. Yeah. Uh, yeah I appreciate just make sure you. you're on my case. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know, calling. If that happens, no doubt, brother. God bless you, brother. Keep rocking with the show, man, and keep doing things. Big things coming your way, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you, my man. Stay, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep on going. You too. Uh, That's T-Rev, everybody. Yeah, I went ahead and threw his picture up there because I had it up there earlier from his video. I don't know about you guys, but... So one thing he was talking about is it was something that his, you know, his audience was interested in talking about, so he kept on... He kept talking about it, you know, and it's still sticking around. And that's why I brought it up tonight. For those of you that are in my Discord, that you know, this is something that you guys were interested in, and it caught with me. And I'm like, I'm interested in this too. And I feel right now that the whole mystery behind the phone call and the way it was handled is completely solved in my mind. And it, I now that I see it, it can only have been solved by him, you know, the different aspects you know, that happened uh, trying to contact the guy and the guy contacting and hanging up. Then it just clicked. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it now. So I appreciate T-Ref for calling me in and us having a conversation about it. And uh, this is a good show. I feel like we finally, we solved this mystery. And I hope he gets some rest from this. 
And I hope that maybe people could watch this and see more that happened, you know, that they didn't know about before. So it's answered in my mind. Appreciate that, guys. And again, we did do a poll, and most people said he was innocent, and this is just something that happened, and this is what Boss was talking about too. Let me see if I missed any voicemail messages while we were calling, although I don't think I can. Yeah, I did get a T-Rev voicemail. I don't know how I got it, though. It shouldn't have went through. I don't need to play it now, do I? Might play that some other time. All right, do have some voicemail messages I'm going to play, and then I'll let you guys call in if you have a comment or question that you want to make. It almost seems like one of my horror stories I write. You're there on YouTube. You have your show. Somebody calls in very oddly. Everybody makes a big deal out of it. You're stuck in it, and then you have the guy, and you realize, man, this guy's some kind of troll. He won't clear this up. Oh, I got like about three calls from uh, Electra. All right. All right, let me go ahead and play this. This is the voicemail message that T-Rev. Yo, what's up, man? It's T-Rev. Hey, I heard you say something about I ain't been listening. I ain't. I just popped in. I popped in Discord and seen uh, and talking about the show, and I peeped in. So I figured I would just, you know, hit you up. Anyways, uh, hidden. I couldn't get a hold of any of them, and Hidden True Crime was on a Dateline special. They hit me up, Hidden True Crime, and said, you know, what's the people's names? You know, I got hit up by the New York Times and all these different places that go on shows. Banfield, Inside Edition, etc. Only went on Flomo. Didn't and you go turned Banfield down. And on top of that, told people it's unconfirmed that that's Kohlberger. Period. Now, when his friends reached out and said that's a hundred percent him, I'm still saying unconfirmed because I never heard the dude's voice. You get what I'm saying? I've never once went out there and said, "Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, it's a hundred." I said if his, I, I said this verbatim. If his friends say it's a hundred percent him, then I allegedly believe it's him. That's what I said. But in reality, it wasn't. And anyways, if anybody thinks that I was weird to the caller or disrespectful to the caller, the dude said ten different people asked him how to get away with murder. Yeah, that is crazy. That's wild. You know, you, you, I, I don't care what anybody says. My antennas went up when I heard. Uh, five or ten came up to me and asked me how to get away with murder. It was just super weird, and and that's that. But yeah, much love to you, brother. I hope you succeed and and continue to push forward, bro. Shout out to you. Shout out to Midnight Radio. It's T Rev. I'm tapping out. Later, brother. All right. I just can't. People wonder about my thumbnail. I just can't not put a good Cuomo meme up and uh yeah and I wouldn't have took my hat off for him either all right so uh guys let me know if you want this just to give some background because I didn't play the original call I didn't play the original call I do remember it sounded like it sounded similar to 
nothing burger to me. Uh, Alpha David said, I seriously do not understand about the call and what happened. I, I need more. I need a macro from the beginning explanation, not even joking. So do you guys want that? Let me know. I'll pull up the video if I still can. Although we know it's completely not legitimate anymore. Um, Let's see if I can still find it. I know I have it in the show notes somewhere. All right. trying to hit me okay we're getting the one from okay all right here it is call from dave hey what's up dave you live hey what's up man is this t-rev yes sir what's going on not much man i just i found you today i i watched your live earlier this afternoon and been watching uh, this one, and I, uh, the thing that, that strikes me kind of weird about all this is that I live in a college town, and I've worked with uh, probably at least 10 Sigma Chi members, and, you know, the one thing that every single one of them I, 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 I feel like has asked me is, if you were going to kill somebody, how would you get away with it? And I just wonder if maybe, what? if maybe this is nothing more than some kid in a fraternity trying to prove himself. And that was it. So you said some, you worked with five or six Sigma Chi kids and they asked you how, if you can kill somebody, they can get away with it? Yeah. Did I hear that right? Yeah. And I know that's a thing that just like maybe people say trying to like have interesting conversation, but like just in my head, it's like, this is, it's always been these, these dudes that were in, in the fraternity. Hmm. And, and so it makes me wonder if it's a thing that that's in their, in their like culture that they ask to see how smart you are and whatever and what kind of answer you come up with, and someone took it too far. Oh, uh, who, uh, what What kind of dudes would ask you that? Well, that that's, that's crazy as shit, man. That's a, that's an outrageous statement, man. I, I mean, I'd write their names down. Yeah, man. Like, I, <laughs> right. uh, like, I, like, you know, I like horror movies and all that kind of stuff. And I'll watch those kind of things, but like, once- all right, I'm not going to pull, I'm not going to play T-Rev's full content. Yeah. Good point. Like who would ask you that? Come up to you, man, if I was going to commit a murder, how would get away with it? And he said 10 people. Yeah. So definitely, um, guys, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put that in the description below the video. And he does. 
sound exactly like nothing burger. He also sounds like he's under the influence, perhaps like he was, you know, when he did uh, another interview we wa- we just watched with Hidden True Crime. I don't know. I can I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's an adult. He's there at home. Uh, has has a cold one or five. And I'm going to call, hello, I'm going to call into T-Rev and hello, I've, I work in an institution, okay, and I've had about 10 people come up to me and ask me how to commit a murder. I can see it happening. Now, my question is this, and did T-Rev answer it? I don't know. The conversation with T-Rev was just so interesting to get those other facts, but how would Dave, if that is his name, how would he be affected by everybody thinking that his voice was nothing burger and he just leaves alone and walks away and I don't know who, what does it matter until he was making it a big deal? I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting story. All right, so if anybody wants to call in, I'll give you a few more minutes here. I believe we've talked about every, wait, what, 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 I got one story I wanted to go over and this was in honor of Susan, believe it or not. I felt bad cause she has gone for a few days. So I pulled up this story for her. In 2021, Sean Young purchased Levitt's Country Bakery, a popular decades old bakery in Conway, New Hampshire. Everything was fine until an overzealous code enforcement officer showed up. Levitt's has been here for 45 years and when the previous owners went to sell it we had heard there was a lot of interest Um, some people wanted to make it a gas station or a pizza shop but Levitt's is a bakery that's what it's been for 45 years and we wanted to keep that tradition going not only did Sean want to make sure Levitt's remained a bakery he also wanted to make sure it remained a community gathering spot in spring 2022 Sean was presented with an opportunity to get the community even more involved with Levitt's so we were approached by the local high school art department and the art teacher, and they're looking to do a project with their students. And we thought that we had the perfect backdrop uh, right above our donuts. door. And they asked, and of course we I said like yes. Donuts. So there was a lot of local people and customers that wanted to help decide the content of the mural. But I believe you can't tell an artist what to paint. Um, so we left it up to the students. After six weeks of hard work, the students unveiled their mural to Sean, Levitt's customers, and the Conway community. It was a colorful mural of baked goods making up a mountain landscape. It adorns the front of Levitt's to this day. So we didn't know what the students were painting.
ordinance and allow for beautiful murals like the one. I see people asking, what is this? It's my feel-good story, all right? All right? We go over a lot of crime. I try to do a feel-good story about donuts, all right? Come on now. Come on, man. Who doesn't like donuts? One top level. I guess this guy doesn't like Once donuts. Once again, they doubled down on the unconstitutional law. So in January, Sean and IJ filed a lawsuit against Conway, arguing this ordinance violates the First Amendment. You gotta fight for your right for donuts. Some murals as art and others as not, based on who made them and what they depict. That's not just wrong, it's unconstitutional. I'm teaming up with the Institute for Justice to keep the student's mural and to give the town of Conway a civics lesson on the First Amendment. Hello, everybody. This is Jerry Adams signing off. I'm about to take my donuts out of here. Appreciate you guys calling in. It means a lot to me to be able to have this conversation with you on this Fruit Loop Friday. Hope if everything is lived up to your expectations. I think we pretty well answered the mysteries of the stories we covered today. And if you don't think so, well, maybe you're right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you're interested in memberships, what that entails, there's a join button. You click it and you can find out what you get if you become a Midnight Radio member. Those of you that were gifted memberships recently, email me with the subject Discord, midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com, and we'll, we'll let you in our Discord. All right? For those of you that are interested in becoming a DJ, yes, it is a paid position on our radio channel. Then you can also email D- DJ position for the subject. The email address is the same, midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Until next time, all my best.